Vagina abs to stick. That sounds so awful. Daddy, what's that? Cyborg, I want to no. point out that you can't say the word wolf. You said night wolf before, and it's pissed me off ever since. No beta code. I'm surprised. Not bowing down to the con. That's a paddling. <laughs> hey, Cyrax boy, guess what? Who Personal... the fuck doesn't like Yoshi? <laughs> I don't like Yoshi. <laughs> what the fuck? How do we feel about Tremor? Because I gotta say this. I want to see him come. Yes, but it's because I'm actually paying in a bucket at the bottom of my seat. So mm. like, ah. Nitara's design. You know, you're saying Nitara again. Oh shit! Thank Just you. let's <laughs> go. <laughs> I'm on so many drugs at the moment. Great. Glad to hear it. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm done being serious. We can talk about the taste of cock again. If that's what you guys want to. <laughs> Wait. What? This is my fucking ass hanging out. What, bitch? We're not recording right now. We're not recording, of course not. Wondering. Nobody's gonna listen to this. I hear from, like the sound of like bolts being loaded into a chamber and like shots being fired. Is it like an air gun? I don't. I'm hearing like Russian roulette, like right up next to the light. What's going on? Yep, definitely taking shots with a rifle. Welcome back to the Nethercast. I am Cyborg, and joined as always by Razor's Edge. Shad, and maybe Temp, I don't know, it could be, he might surprise us, not sure where he's at, but, uh, in the meantime, the role, of Temp, the role of Temp will in the meantime be taken by Shad's sock. Tout à l'heure, j'aime le compétitif! Thank you, Temp. Mm. I, yeah. I feel like the impression needs a little work. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. He's just too French. You're fired. Zachary Bleu! Yeah, I don't know how uh, how I feel about that one. Uh... <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. You don't have to mince words. Still yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, this is episode 87, and I want to throw out there, you know, we have a Discord channel, completely free to join. Discord is completely free program, so check out the Discord application. You can do it on your browser or you can download it. It's up to you. It's where we have a lot of discussions going on, a lot of community uh, community interaction. You can listen live and you can come on the show as well as leave questions for the show. Of course, we got the Facebook group that is closed, so if you ask to join, I will accept you. And Twitter, YouTube, all that fun stuff, iTunes, we're on everything. I think we got a billboard somewhere. Not not exactly 100% positive on that one. And if you're into Mortal Kombat forum boards or just want to uh, talk competitive stuff, uh, go to testyourmite.com. So now that I got all the uh, plugs and whatnot out of the way, let's get down to the nitty gritty. As I said, this is episode 87. We're getting closer and closer to episode 100. I figure about the time the game is announced and E3 rolls around and we get some stuff to really discuss, we'll probably get there. Anyways, wouldn't that, that be said, something? Like episode number one hundred is the MK11 announcement reaction or some shit. You know, I if we it. if we wanted to time it out that way, we'd have to start doing episodes weekly because I think we only have like it's eleven or twelve weeks away from when that announcement would take place if it follows kind of the same time frame as before. Yeah, I, w I was gonna say it'll it'll probably be episode one hundred in like September. 
<laughs> yeah, well, once the game's announced, obviously, we'll try and switch back to our more weekly pattern or whatever we can manage. But, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't good. really make a whole lot of sense to do it weekly when there's no news to discuss. But, yeah, I was just saying, if we wanted to time it out that way, we certainly could do it like that. Uh, anyways, let's get to some questions here. As far as MK News, did anything come out? I don't, I don't think anything came out mk injustice any of that stuff there has been nothing it's been quiet on the western front yeah that's well, what i figured we haven't really talked about the mobile game they're getting kintaro and eventually shang and noob cybot i think believe for them i guess <laughs> i don't know it's I'm, I'm always happy to see kintaro show up in anything but it's it's the mobile game is anyone is anyone even playing the injustice 2 mobile game anymore well I'll say this, their, um, their little promo picture of Kentaro is the only time I've ever seen a picture of him with the black nose where he actually looked scary. So, <laughs> bully on him for that one. <laughs> bully, yeah, bollocks, chap, T. I'll cut you, mate. <laughs> I swear on you, mom. I believe you. I won't, I won't, I'll Why? stop. <laughs> how did we go for okay never mind you know what just it doesn't never yeah mind. let's it's just not roll on it's not important <laughs> it's, that's, that is true all right so let's just pick up with the questions then since we don't really have much else to discuss so it looks like we got an, uh, a full backlog of questions once again we got kind of hit hard over the last week and a half two weeks so uh we'll try and make a huge dent in this as well so anyways starting off with snake eyes we got what stages would you guys make together Mix, yeah, I'm already just fucking up. God damn it. <laughs> Anyways, what stages would you guys mix together, sort of like how the Palace Gardens and the Warrior Shrine were put together in MK9? That's a good question. I would, man, there's so many stages. That's, that would be um, hard on the spot. Honestly, it's, it's more of like, what stage would you kind of sacrifice the identity of into, in order to enhance another one? I'll be what? honest, I I don't disagree with the concept. Like, the Warrior Shrine, the Palace Gardens coming together was a nice one, but I, I, I am forever going to... I gonna... mean, that, that really only worked because it had already been done by the movie. Yeah. I really like I am, that stage, I, by the way. I am forever going to hate the fact that they combined the Pit 1 and the Pit 2 into one stage. I just... I despise it totally. Well, the problem with that is they don't actually use any elements from the Pit 1 except spikes. Like, yeah. the Pit 1 has its own look. Yeah, and it's, it's just gone it's, now. Yeah, it's like nothing. <laughs> the, the one is just nothing. But yeah, no, I agree with you. That's... So much to like the identity of the of, of of the stage is its fatality, and yeah, it's to me, it's as good as combine the two together. Even even if you're just putting spikes in there, but you've also well, got what that the... stone bridge, you know, that stone bridge. Yeah, it's a nice it's a nice flat surface, and it's got those lion statues and the big uh, pyres on either side, like. I and like the way that looked. And a completely black, slightly cloudy night, stars in the sky, as opposed to, you know, the kind of overcast look the Pitsu has. Yeah, and the, the bottom had, like, a wall. It was, like, it wasn't just the... Like, the MK9 one is just fucking spikes in the wilderness. Like, there's nothing down there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I guess, like, to actually get into the question... You know, you do have, like, Motaro's area, Noob's Dorfin, like, that kind of whole background foreground thing. 
if they ever actually did want to revisit that, I wouldn't say no to the kind of busting through the back wall and exploring the entirety of the area. But we probably never will again. Well, yeah, there was there was a cool thing going on with the Motaro's balcony Noobsdorfen stage yeah. where it was like there was that pit that leads down into the soul chamber. Yep. But right. the thing about the thing about um combining two stages is that it works better if the two stages kind of sucked on their own and are Precisely. cool combined like the non-playable stage in MK9 where they go to talk to the Elder Gods. It's clearly a mix between the, the Elder Gods stage from MK4 and the Nexus from Deception. And the Nexus is bland and dumb, and the Elder Gods stage is silly and dumb, but what they had in 9 was kind of fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. I agree in the sense that, essentially, the only time I'd want to see two stages combined are if they are not iconic enough on their own, so combining them makes for a better stage overall, or it's the only way they can get into the game, as if you combine a couple together. So I agree on that front. But I really did like that uh, Palace Gardens and the Warrior Shrine mashup in MK9. I thought it looked really good, both day and night. Smoke I, I like it. Smoke I just Man wish that we hadn't had to lose the Warrior Shrine to get it. Smokeman asks, incidentally, what the fuck a Dorfin is. The answer <laughs> is, it's, it's a nothing. It's, it's, it's them fucking with Dan Forden's last name, like they did with, with Boone and Tobias. They just wanted to, like, put another main guy's name in there to give him kind of an unofficial, official reverse MK title name scrambled thing. It's a nothing at all. Yeah, the thing is, you can do gibberish as a proper name, because people are named gibberish. That's how the world works. But for a location, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> if I ever start my own segment on this on these here shows of ours, and like it's nothing but me drunken spewing nostalgic shit about MK, it's going to be called The Dorphin. I hope you're all happy with that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But no, you know, I, was just, I, was just, I was actually just thinking, um, kind of like how they've already robbed the portal of any kind of identity and they don't want to show off the combat tomb ever anymore it seems you've got two areas right there that kind of are prominently red back like are afflicted by a large red background it's all sunset or you know i guess kind of post-apocalyptic nuclear area anyways if they really wanted to i could actually see them having the combat tomb be a smaller subsection of a large portal in the back a portal area that might work all right, well, we'll uh, roll on to the next question here. So Snake Eyes asks another question. Can MK work with a giant screen-filling boss, a la the MVC games? So we had recently talked about Onaga. If he's talking about even bigger than that, I don't know. what. I mean, what kind of ideas do you got that would fill up a screen that size? I mean, the... <laughs> The thing about those giant screen-filling bosses is that those games aren't martial arts-themed games. Like, superheroes fight giant shit all the time, and their, their combats can consist of nothing but haymakers and giant laser beams. There's no really drive to create a villain who can, like, do a fancy karate kick. And that's not Mortal Kombat. <laughs> MK does have to have the boss be able to, like, 
demonstrate some kind of knowledge of the martial arts. <laughs> I think the problem is more the fact that, like, those games are basically kind of centered around giant, insane air combos. And the whole point is to, like, trash the shit out of this gigantic obstacle in your path while you're doing all these insane quick, like, maneuvers and tagins and whatnot. And MK's combo system, like, don't get me wrong, we got a bit of the dialogue combo thing going on, but it doesn't really work for that. Like, it's not going to be satisfying to sit there and, like, try to get these things off. And, like, four or five hit maximum combos, because juggling is out of, the win- out of the window when you got something like that going on. And, like, right off the bat, you know, x-rays are going to be useless. So I don't know, man. I, it's... I don't see it. Not with MK. A large boss that, you know, takes a bit more of a pounding like, than, than usual. Well, we have our history with that. We've had Goro, Kentaro, and Motaro, and, you know. Their physics don't exactly work like normal characters do, but by the same token, it's still possible to get some things to work on them. I think a giant boss would just be too much. I don't know about yeah. needing martial arts expertise, because Motaro certainly didn't do that. Well, but... I mean... There is see that's that's the thing like the the bosses like Goro and Motaro they're kind of big and clunky and there's there's an argument to be made there that there is it's spectacle that makes them interesting and that spectacle is also what makes a giant boss interesting but honestly like fighting Galactus or uh you know like a shape-shifted to be giant apocalypse those are actually really kind of boring fights like i don't really like those boss fights in the mvc games yeah it's like the equivalent of uh destroying a car <laughs> yeah yeah you're, you're <laughs> literally fighters. you're shooting at a wall and the wall barely reacts and then it fills the screen with an attack you can't dodge or block and it's a pain in the ass it it's a, it becomes a war of attrition and that's not really a fun way to play a game Yeah, I I think I agree on that. I don't I don't think it's a I mean, I'm not against it if they could find a way to make it happen. I think something like that might be more fun with the uh 3 on 1 thing like they had in Injustice 2 where you can it, pal up with, you know, a couple of your buddies, you can team up with them and then uh fight this wall or whatever. I don't know. Things like that could be fun. <laughs> it it feels like it feels like the kind of thing you'd put in a um in the MK9 tower, the challenge tower. Sure. All right. But there is there is one character you could do that with. The problem is it's the one being. And the one being's lore is that if he's around, everybody ceases to exist automatically. You've got to <laughs> find a way to work around that kind of limitation. A quasi-being. A Diet Coke of being. <laughs> a manifestation of the one being that isn't actually it woken up. The threat of it. A dream shape, if you will. I guess. Like right. it, it could be done. It's just there. You go. How Shumagarat works in Marvel. It's, it's hacky writing. <laughs> if we can play as Shumagarat, it's true. We can probably play as anyone or fight anyone. Only with the imagination. So next up, we got Lando Mac. Do you think NRS will finally get rid of the story mode chapter system they have had for several years, and what changes or improvements would you guys like to see towards story mode for MK11? Now, I'll jump on this first. Uh, do I think they'll get rid of the chapter system? Chapter. Oh, my God. I can't talk. Chapter system. There's a T in there. 
Uh, I wish I could like plug a t-shirt or something in there, but we don't have a t-shirt. <laughs> God damn it. All right. So I don't think they're going to get rid of the chapter system because it seems to be working for them. I know we have our personal complaints and they, you know, we wish they did it better, but overall, I think from a casual standpoint, I think it draws people in uh, to the game, how they do it. Personally, I would be fine if they just made, like I said before in the past, if they made like an hour and a half, two hour story that I can just watch in like DVD form or just on the, on the disc of itself, of course, if I could just watch it, I'm, that's what I would prefer to do with Injustice 2. I watched the story mode cutscenes with Temp and Red Man before I even played the game. To me, that was the most enjoyable experience to take that in, not getting broken up and doing fights in between the cutscenes. It's a lot easier to consume that way. And I think it was far more enjoyable. So I would prefer, even, even if they just did this on the, the disc itself, maybe you just have it so you can just watch through all the cutscenes and you can skip the fights if you want as like a alternative option but i doubt they'll do something like that i think they're going to stick with the chapters yeah yeah i think they'll stick with what we got now i i wouldn't be opposed to just like if they just put animated shorts out instead of having a story mode like overwatch like, or something that it was yeah. fine that would be cool yeah i would be on board for that as well but... i would just <clears throat> i would just well, like to have the ability to choose character paths I know it's a lot to ask, but learning characters, this is why we have tutorial modes, and it's so fucking awkward to just jump from one person to the next. I've gotten used to it, but there's better ways to go about it. And I know it wouldn't be possible to play as absolutely every character under the face of the sun, but hey, it's like we're doing that right now, now is it? Right. So yeah, just... If, if, if you're gonna make me play as, like, the five good guys... Let me choose one and go down the path with them. That's all I ask. I mean, all there of... are. Go ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to say okay, there, are, there are <laughs> no, problems. <laughs> problems who's, indeed. Who's talking right now? <laughs> no, you, 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 you got it. Are, are all right. Sure? Anyways, as I was saying, um... <laughs> <laughs> you got it. It's all you, buddy. All right. All right. So as I was there saying, are... <laughs> God. Damn it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You got it. You got it, buddy. I can't. You're going to make me forget what I'm trying to fucking say. <laughs> Here, let me let me just get my points out then, and then you can jump in, because I think we're going to cover right. some of the same stuff. So <laughs> the main issues I have with the chapter system is, as Chad was alluding, you're going to make us play all the characters. To me, it is not beneficial for me to play a character for three fights. I still go back to when I was playing through the MKX story mode on stream and I had Razor just basically saying I'm doing awful because I suck. I mean, you can't learn combos. You can't make the thing look pretty in that short amount of time that you're playing that character. So what's even the point? We have a tutorial system if you want that. Just let us... I, I don't want to have to play a character for three fights that I'll never touch again. It's not fun to continually have to press pause to learn what special moves I can do. That is not how I want to experience my story mode. Having to continually pause to even learn how to play that character is just taking away from the experience. And the second problem I have with chapter systems, which we've all mentioned before and all griped at, that is that inevitably it means that most of your 
villains are just going to be jobbers throughout because you're playing as the character that's winning that fight. So usually you play as the heroes for 95% of the time. So the fact that you're always going to beat the villains kind of makes those villains just look stupid. They, they look weak. They look dumb. They look like fools. It's the reason why Reptile and Ferator, etc., and Baraka and all of them just always get their ass kicked is because they're just there for fodder as you're playing through the story with the heroes. If you could at least switch sides more like they did with Devora and stuff like that, it might help that along, but I just don't see that happening either. Yeah. Yeah, see, the thing is, no matter what uh, method you use for your story mode, there's going to be, like, some fatal flaw. Like, the system we have now with chapters, the problem is that, first of all, it doesn't always make sense narratively to follow a single person for exactly four fights. For example, in MK9, that game was about tournaments, so you had shit like Johnny Cage fighting twice in a row at the beginning. Like, that's not how a bracket works, man. (laughs) Baraka just got a bye to the second... Everybody just got a bye to the second round so that Johnny could fight twice. (laughs) Remember that part of the tournament where, like, both Shang and then Quan Chi came in? Mumble, mumble, something about a deadly alliance. I guess that was an endurance round? Yeah, what the... And, like... (laughs) Like, Scorpion's entire chapter is, like, open challenges. Like, is he even in the tournament? (laughs) Plot twist. Shang was drunk on rice wine the entire time. What round is it? Yeah, it's just not... Go! It's not ideal for any sort of storytelling system or learning the characters or any of that. So the reason why they do it the way they do it just doesn't... It doesn't add up. They should just tell the story they want to tell and have you play the fights as they come if you want. Or like I said, I just own cinematic and then you can just do the tutorial if you want to learn the characters. Yeah. I mean, what I was, what I was going to say is that like, I'm still like as dumb as street fighter five story is, I'm still a proponent of the way they did their mode where you were a different character, almost every fight. Like they're not, you're not going to learn anyway. There's no point in pretending it's a training mode. So who cares if you jump around or not? It's the exact same experience. And that's where the challenge tower could come into play, doing it that way too. Except if you jump around like every other fight, and sometimes you're playing as the villain because the villain gets to win that fight like Street Fighter did, then at least you're telling a story that makes sense. (laughs) Even if you're even if the gameplay doesn't necessarily make sense. So that's, and I mean, there is, there is also the, um, the bloody roar or the deadly Alliance conquest method where you get to pick your character and you only see that character's story. And that can be, that has a lot of advantages because for one thing, you're actually the same character the whole way through. So learning isn't, Learning how to play that character isn't that difficult. You're, you know, on task the whole time. You're not suddenly forced to learn a new guy after four fights. That's all I ask. But it also has the downside of when you're following just one person's perspective, and then you you go through the roster and you play every single person's story mode, now you have to figure out how they fit together chronologically on your own. See, it's not that hard. It's not. Guilty Gear did it. Blue did it. 
and it was just not that hard. There are going to be repeating fights, things that overlap between X or Y character, and you put together that way. The thing is, after 20-some years of dealing with people who couldn't understand simple bios and endings, I'm not willing to approve of something that makes it even more complicated for those people. You know, the casuals who have to have someone do the math for them. Oh, fuck the casuals. You don't learn if you're not presented well, with anything challenging. I, They're, they're not going to learn anyway. That's the problem. There's no... Just, just fucking hand them the cookie on the platter. Don't make them work for it. I'm tired of explaining things to people. I'm tired of being the guy who teaches stuff. I just want it to be easy. I just want people to get it on their own. So just do a story mode so that they don't have to figure out how the puzzle pieces fit. All right. Yeah, I'm just going to stand vehemently against that and let it go. Next up. Yep, so... Next question we got is from MK Trilogy Chameleon. If NetherRealm Studios were to ever introduce a third IP, what would you personally like to see them do? It doesn't have to be a new fighting game. I just kind of want to see them buy the Eternal Champions license, to be quite honest. <laughs> okay, well, no, seriously, seriously. I... I mean, everyone's got that mat on for their horror franchise. I guess that's probably the winner by default. Yeah. I don't personally care, but I can yeah, see I, I can see the mass crossover appeal for it. I don't have any interest in them picking up a third franchise. I just want them to do Mortal Kombat side games when they have free time. You know, do more Shaolin Monks. Don't do The Grid or Terradrome. Um, are you saying no to a future Grid? Dude, no. The grip was yeah. amazing. If they, I don't know, man. It's nobody played the grid. I don't know if what the grid was. It would never. It would never work. We have arena shooters. We don't need more shooters. <laughs> Shit posting time. Bring back war gods. Crow. <laughs> uh, really? I that's your contribution. <laughs> hey, you started the whispering, bud. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I'm with you guys in that I don't have a particular desire to see another franchise or another IP that they take on. I wouldn't be opposed. Like, if, if I'd have one other thing that they tackle, I think I would like to see a horror fighting game. But then again, I don't really need or feel the desire to take on another fighting game. To me, MK and Injustice are the fighting games that I like to play. They're the ones I'm best at. And it's, I'm not even that great at them, but they're the ones that I do the best at and have the most fun playing. So Marvel vs. Capcom, Tekken, those are all fun as well, but they don't come close to MK or Injustice for me. So I just, yeah, I don't, I don't really need to see them take on another fighting game IP. If they do a horror one, I would be along for the ride and, you know, have fun with it, I'm sure. I'd like to see what different things they do to make it unique compared to Mortal Kombat and Injustice. Obviously, they would go try and do their own new control scheme and all their new gimmicks and whatnot, just like they did to separate Injustice from Mortal Kombat. So that would interest me, and obviously being a horror fan and a fan of those characters and what stages and all that. I would be digging it for that, but beyond that, I don't really feel the need to have that, and nor do I need any other third IP to come into the mix. I agree with Razor that give me Mortal Kombat... 
give me injustice and then you know if you can pump out a side mortal Kombat game like another shaolin monks etc i'd be cool with that too but uh yeah i randy, mean i don't randy yeah. cool suggests a teenage mutant ninja turtles fighting game and i hope that people out there actually enjoy the ninja turtles and injustice too i've not touched them yet but i've got to say i mean it's it that, that idea does seem it does seem kind of cool to me i was a really oh. really big fan of the old uh SNES and Genesis TMNT fighters, and it is pretty bizarre that there hasn't been a new fighting game since then. Time is pretty much right for it. It was a Smash Brothers knockoff a couple years ago. Hmm. Yeah, see, thing is, I don't know if it's... I don't remember that thing. Was it extensive to have, like, 30 characters? Because... The, the Ninja, Turtles... Ninja Turtles franchise doesn't have 30 characters. Yes, it does, you utter crackhead. What? That Do I, seriously? Hey. I can start with Usagi Yojimbo. I can bring in the fucking guys from Dimension X. Uh, I could go on for five minutes. You it doesn't have 30 main characters, but god damn, it really could fill up that roster. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could have like five different Triceratons, give them all their own first name, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was it's that? Just, I don't, is that Jesus a crusty laugh? Taka, Rizar, fucking how many unique characters in the Archie comics line were there? Slash, and no one cares about Bebop, the Archie comics because that was the for 50 Shredder, the foot, the Tiger hand, Claw, the... April O'Neil, April. How many forms of Kunai? Two the... forms of Baxter Stockman, Casey Jones, the Turtle Casey Van, fucking Jones. Uh... The... The turtle van is not a character. (laughs) The turtle van, the turtle van is just like the car in Street Fighter, except it throws really hard pizzas at you that break your knuckles, and then your mom has to take you to the hospital. You don't fuck with that turtle van toy. (laughs) Uh, The big purple dragon leader, Hun. You're talking about Hun? Hun, yes. And yes, Armagon, that motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but... Ja, ja, ja. You're, you're listing a lot of names that are the equivalent of Baraka, is what I'm saying. Not to Ninja <laughs> Turtles fans, and there are enough of those. It's kind of like when that. we talked about the horror franchises, you could really dive deep into your yeah, C's yeah, and you D can... listers, but is that really ideal? Probably not. You, now, there's nothing saying... Goldberg is evil Santa, but who cares? <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing saying that they can't do a cheaper game, like, say, make it $30, and then just have a smaller roster. You can I just, certainly for me, do it's something about, like that. It's about, like, the resources they'd have to devote to it, because, like, NetherRose is only large enough to make one game every two years. Right. I agree. That's I what not, it is. I, I would not put this above a new Mortal Kombat. I don't think I'm insane. It's just just thinking about the notion of NRS putting out a TMNT game just kind of sounds like like one of those really idly, dreamy, cool things that I'd like to see happen that I probably would not actually play. Yeah, they did another game that was like that recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Also, it's like sometimes sometimes when a developer sometimes a developer puts out a budget title and you're like, it's just disappointed because it's like, oh, Platinum's doing a beat 'em up, and then I played Legend of Korra, and it's like I wish Platinum hadn't made this beat 'em up. That's what Platinum does. They make great beat 'em ups, but sometimes you know they put out the thirty dollar one, and it's like, well, that was a waste of their time and mine. Sure. 
I get you. And then sometimes you get like a PUBG. Play- it's a TMNT game. You get like PUBG <laughs> Battlegrounds. <laughs> and it, now. it blows up to be like the most popular thing. And yeah, it's that, only 30 That bucks. wasn't made by like a studio that was in the middle of other projects. PUBG was made by a bunch of like... Independent dudes, but yeah. Yeah, I, I like just that was their one project. And they sat there for years building it. And it was just like a mod of another game. But yeah, you're right. I just I'm not saying I'm just saying it's not impossible to have a cheaper game that is successful and grows like a community grows around it. It's not impossible for it to do that, but yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I anyway. I just still I still am skeptical if they can actually make like a horror fighting game that's really fleshed out for $60. But uh, I see where you're coming from with the uh there's plenty of Ninja Turtle characters. You can probably you could squeeze 2025 and call it a day if you really wanted to that's all i'm saying all right so next up we got red viper who asks what things would you guys like to see included in mk11's collector's edition a new fight stick steelbook character specific covers like deception and armageddon statues art book exclusive skins and content just as some examples See, that's a shame because I think back to MKX and I'm the type of dude that if I'm a big fan of a franchise, you know, the Mortal Kombat's, the Halos, etc., the things that I really follow very hardcore like, I want those collector's editions because I, I, I love the little statues you get and that kind of crap. I'm a sucker for that. I will easily pay out $200 for a collector's edition if I think the statue looks cool just because I'm, you know, I bought the... The Halo 5 Xbox One, you know, just because, well, I I gave somebody else, I sold my other Xbox One just so I could get some money towards the Halo Edition one. But just because it looks cool. I I like things like that. I like supporting the companies that put out the content that I enjoy and that I've been a fan of for many years. Now, the thing, the reason why I'm saying that is with Injustice 2 and MKX, they didn't do that. They put out that tiny little scorpion statue that was like that really stylized one. Shad, didn't you get that? I got the uh, black and gold one. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. They did a couple. They did that one, and they did the really gigantic motherfucker that like tilted forward on his tippy toe. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. I guarantee (laughs) you guys that that motherfucker broke. Wasn't that a UK thing, though? I feel like that one was. was. Yeah. Because I would have gotten that one, even though I don't feel any need or desire to have scorpion stuff i'd rather other characters that i don't already have stuff for i mean i have the bookends the scorpion and sub-zero bookends i have some I, of the action i figures. still use those things yeah I, I have them up on my shelf being displayed i have the uh i have some scorpion and sub-zero the shaolin monks figures that looked really nice like i have that kind of stuff and i have the mortal Kombat tournament edition arcade stick that they put out with mk9 i i i mean that's I, I, how crazy I I put down like five hundred dollars in anticipation of the damn K nine came out, man. I got like the collector's edition. Yeah. I got, I got the arcade edition. I got both. A, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, gave me the fucking steel book. So much money. That's kind of how I did it too. Except for I bought the tournament edition, but I also wanted the bookend. So I found somebody else that wanted the game that I knew from college, and he wanted the game, but he didn't want any of the special stuff. So I said, "Hey, if you get the collector's edition, which comes with the." Uh, the bookends i'll you know if you get 
if you get that, I will buy, you know, I'll pay you the difference for the bookends and you can keep the Ermac skin as like a bonus because I was already going to get it in the tournament edition anyways. So yeah, that's a win-win. I, I, I had to have all the stuff too. So that's my point is I was disappointed with MKX and Injustice 2 because they didn't really do any great elaborate collector's edition. It was just here's the game with the season pass. Like that's what they're doing now. And they'll throw in maybe a steel book if you're lucky. To me, that sucks. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I appreciate getting the season pass, but it's not like you're saving a whole lot by going that route. Anyways, you could just buy the season pass separately and pretty much pay the same. (laughs) For me, it's kind of the opposite of of, of the things that, of of the things that red Viper named, a new fight stick wouldn't be a terrible idea because I mean it's it's a new generation. It's been a very long time since 2011, and sure, sure, why not? I could deal with that if it was Steel... a really good fight stick. Though I'm not a fan yes. of the I Mortal Kombat button layout. Like, I do not I know that, like. like that. <laughs> I am. I could always use another. One. I I grew up with that shit. Yeah. But I don't even know like who the, who the big provider is now that Mad Cats is. I think bankrupt. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Steelbook always they're always nice. Never my first choice, but wasn't if there's it, nothing uh, else, I'll, I'll ultimately get one. Wasn't it like PCP or something like that? What was that called? That company? I think that's a drug. No, I, I'm aware that it's a drug. I, I'm just saying the uh, the company that put out the tournament edition fight stick. It was like something CPP PD, PDP PDP. There we go. That's what. There you go. Yeah. Sound like <laughs> I need to get my Mortal Kombat PCP. <laughs> anyway. Just hook it to my veins. Yeah, Adark, I think that's the one that makes the fight stick that I have. Like the one that I put the my own art and everything that I've shown you guys. But yeah, I don't I think it's Adark. Anyways, regardless, I agree with you. Another arcade stick would be kind of cool, though I don't want to replace my own because it's still just fine. Statues look cool, but uh you got I, art books. Statues, statues I've always had a bit of a beef with. Because it really, really depends on who's producing them and the quality is a crapshoot. I've 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 had collector's editions where I'm proud to have this thing up in my house and it looks great. And like the MKX one is actually pretty nice. Like the, the black the black and yellow scorpion, gold scorpion. I've still got the guy like prowling on top of my shelf. He looks cool. It's nice and it's stylized not want the other tippy-toe game version of Scorpion because that shit looks like if you breathe on it wrong, you will tip over and it will shatter. <laughs> the Street Fighter V Ryu Collector's Edition statue is angled forward at his ankle so he can't fucking stand up. And, <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> like, well, shoot, I us say 4 or 5, Street Fighter V. I was so glad to get that piece of shit out of my house. And the more I, like, the more horror stories I began hearing and then seeing... Uh, the the NBC Infinite uh, Collection Edition with like gems that look like Easter eggs. Oh it's god! It's a crapshoot. Yeah. I really wanted those until I saw half, the real thing, <laughs> and I was like, Ooh. Half, half the fucking time, man. These things, they're overpriced pieces of shit to de- designed to make you spend two hundred bucks, and you have nothing on your shelf but profound sadness and bail on <laughs> So I mean, it's it's nice if they turn out nice, but it's not what I want out of a collector's edition. Now you talk about an art book. Yes, I'm always there. I love artwork. I love I love flipping through that shit. I love seeing it. I love seeing all the plans, the concepts, mm, tracks, or something that I always love. See, I'm, out, out of the yeah. edition. Here's the I'm thing: the when they're complete, is... when they're complete soundtracks, not like a five-song sampler. Fuck that well, shit. there's 
first of all, this the the game soundtrack has to be good to listen to for a soundtrack to be worth having. And MK I, music has not I, been I, great I, recently. But I Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but art books like the thing is in an ideal world an art book would be the thing I want most from a collector's edition. The problem is the last time they did that, it resulted in them not putting the art in the crypt too. So you only got the art if you got the art book. And that's a dick move. <laughs> See, for me, I'm the type of person that's like, believe me, I love art as well. As an artist, that's, you know, my thing as well. But to me, I don't know. I've had my MK9 art book and it's just sat over there and I maybe have looked at it once. Like it just sits there on my shelf. And I know the statues do the same, but the statues, at least when I'm walking around the house, it's like, oh, yeah, they're up there on display. They look cool. I've got them all up there yeah. with the Halo ones and all that. And they, to me, they look not, neat. They make good background dressing. But the, the art really book just sits there. Statue. I'm not really a big statue collector guy. Like, I like action figures because you can pose them and do shit with them. But, like, busts and stuff, I've never really been into. I feel like... I didn't think you I were. I don't know. Like, I, I heard I'm that just, about I'm you. I'm not big on, like, <laughs> idle decoration. <laughs> yeah. sometimes you get like weird times like Street Fighter 4's first one where you actually had a whole anime with the thing and yeah. the anime was terrible yeah, but it was, a, actually, it was a nice gesture it was nice like my, my favorite um, like the collector's edition of Versus DC Universe came with that comic book drawn by Tobias right yep the collector's edition of Armageddon came with a whole DVD of like those bio uh, trading card videos. Those were cool. It yeah. was like almost every character in the game got a little like right. developer interview thing. I enjoyed those. I also like, like the little roster kind of stuff thing. I'd like to see. I don't. I don't need like a big, like two hundred and fifty dollar chunk of plastic that takes up space on my shelf. I don't mind trinkets, but they've got to like feel good. Like so something I'm actually proud to own. A, a, a piece of the world. You know. You know who's really good at that? Like Rockstar. Rockstar do good collection editions if you're into that kind of shit. Like for Red Dead Redemption, they gave you like a whole map and oh gee, like yeah, the Grand Theft Auto, the Grand Theft Auto stuff. They gave you a goddamn lockbox with GTA 4. That was really cool. So I don't know. You, you give me, you give me like something out of Shang Tsung's flesh pits or like Shao Kahn's hammer or some shit. I don't know. I'd be, I'd be totally down. Yeah, for me, it'd have to be like. Like, one of the Halos, doesn't it come with a Master Chief's helmet? Yep, I got that as well. Yeah, yeah see, give, give me Shao Kahn's helmet. Give me something I can see, wear. I agree with, well, <laughs> I agree with that in the sense that when I when I think statues, I'm not asking for another Sub-Zero or Scorpion statue. God knows we don't need another same thing of the same characters that we've had forever. I want something to display, like you guys are saying. I think Shao Kahn's helmet or one of the Cyborg's helmets would be an awesome thing or you know katana's fan or what i mean you could do so many with the weapons that they have and shit like that that you could display yeah, up like, on your wall oh if, shit if i'm son. paying if i'm paying like three hundred dollars i want it to be large enough to fit on my body i want <laughs> it to be a piece of clothing oh shit son <laughs> mk ninja masks and every retail chain gets a unique one there you go pre-order <laughs> for your exclusive noob mask available nowhere else it's just a black balakava that's yeah. all it is <laughs> <laughs> well, no i agree with you though i i think shao Kahn's helmet or something like that would be badass 
I, I mean, I don't need to wear it. I see where the, the appeal is for that. But even if it's just a display up there and it's like life size, I think that in itself would be really, really badass. So I, I just want something different. I want something unique. I want them to be creative and not always have it centered on one character. To me, yeah. that's the problem is it's always see, Scorpion related and maybe Sub-Zero. That's, that's it. Sm- Smoke Man with a Thunder, a replica of Shinnok's amulet would be the perfect slice. There you go. I would would, put that shit on a chain and wear it all the time. (laughs) That that, that would go on my goddamn wall is where that would go. Yeah. Seriously. I'm kind of amazed that there's been no official replica of that thing made. Yeah, I, if there was a Shinox amulet, I would wear that shit every day like Flava Flav's clock. (laughs) (laughs) I believe you would. And we're back to the Nether cast featuring Razor. Yeah, boy! Yeah, what a buffalo! Holy shit. Alright, well, we went on that point quite heavily, so we'll move on here, but yeah, I think... Well, we uh, had a lot to say about it. It's, it's a refreshing. Yeah. This is a... It is good. I, I hope they listen to something like that, because whoever is choosing... The item that's included in the fact that it's always Scorpion, I just come on. Just, There's more how characters. Many scorpions can we have? Honestly, that's the one <laughs> thing I don't want. I'll take anything else but another Scorpion I centered item. Want, I do not how? want a booby mouse pad unless, <laughs> unless, dear audience, <laughs> Devora. There you go. Devorah is pretty. So, sick. so it should just okay, be. It should okay, be no, actually just... made out of like a hard carapace. It shouldn't work as a mouse pad. <laughs> it should feel uncomfortable and vaguely slimy if I put my hand underneath. It's like Cell's egg. It should it just be... feel really, really gross. It should be like a replica of her stomach, but it's like a sex toy. <laughs> oh, who am I? Who am I kidding? I'd take it if it was Sindel. Next question. All right. Uh, Evan K. asks, building on the discussion of potential adventure games, spiritual successors to Shaolin Monks, what would be your ideal MK adventure game in terms of cast, story, and time in the universe? I think we discussed this recently. Uh, personally, I'd like to see Smoke and Kwai Liang coming through the ranks of the Lin Kuei by Han. Yeah, we discussed this, actually. I think we discussed this last episode or the one before that. We, I know we tackled this recently because we all said the characters we wanted to focus on. Yeah. I move on. I'm I'm, I'm just going to say that, like, I too have always wanted the Smoke and Sub Zero co op fighting game, but I'll always reiterate my desire for Katana, Melina, and Jade game. I mean, there are, again, like I said last time, there are some great things you could do with uh, Sub and Smoke or Katana, Melina, and Jade as far as, like, exploring their past, their backstories. It's just, I don't trust them to do it well anymore so i would want an adventure game to be to take place in the present after mkx and then they can do whatever they want with the story and we don't have to worry about contradiction oh wait i've got it baraka babysitting simulator 2018 (laughs) send send me your money what if it's what if it's that game oh man crowdfund that shit what is a game that takes place in the malibu universe that's something we haven't seen yet yeah there's a game there's a game on steam that's like who's your daddy or something like that where you're one player is a baby and the other player is like the father and it's just really cheaply made and the baby's there purposely to go and try and find hazardous things in the house to basically harm themselves on, and the dad has to quickly run around and try and like 
safety lock everything and close the oven and pick up everything. So that's Us. that that could be Baraka. <laughs> Smokeman Smokeman asks, wasn't Tobias going to make a Baraka adventure game? The answer to this was that yes, that was in the theoretical planning stages. It's... Around the time around the time like mythologies came out, there were plans for a series of mythology games, and some names that they tossed around were like Baraka, Goro, and I think Scorpion and Liu Kang. It was but... Something like I, that. I specifically remember an interview where when Mythologies was coming out, someone asked, who else, what other characters would you like to do this kind of game for? And he said Liu Kang and Baraka. Yeah. But he didn't specify if he had, like, an idea for what that would be. I think those are just, like, characters he's he was interested in the most at the time. Man, if I could just bring that guy back and have him give Baraka something fucking interesting to do, you'd know I'd be... And it wouldn't just be like, what can you do with the guy? Like that's I I you know I feel like I, I, like I to feel think like Tobias a creative person, but I look at Barack and I'm like, drawing a blank, man. <laughs> I feel like Tobias kind of had places he wanted to go with him, but he probably just gave up after four. I feel like he gave up on Baraka before that. <laughs> Maybe. What What do we do to make him interesting? Uh, slice him in half. Then they forget to add this part of the story we have. <laughs> All right. At this time, if anybody wants to come on the show, uh, just go ahead and post the purple uh, eggplants in the message to come on the show if you're interested. Uh, we'll answer a couple more things while we wait. If not, we'll wrap this up. Randy Cool asks, have you already discussed this? I don't remember. What's your favorite piece of music from the MK series? I think we did discuss this. Yeah, it's, I think so. It's always the kind of thing that I have. I'll probably give like six different answers depending on when I'm asked. Or <laughs> yeah. just, but like, if you ask me right now, what music is going through my mind when you say Mortal Kombat? I very often come away with the Portal slash Conzarina theme from MK2. So maybe that's my answer for today. I don't know. Mine would be the MK1 select screen music. I always kind of go to that. Yeah, yeah, I always go with the MK1 select music. Yeah, good stuff. All right, we got uh, Snake Eyes queued up first. Let's see. Looks like he just went into the other chat, so there we go. All right, Purple Snake penis. Eyes. Snake Eyes, you're coming on. I'm giving you the little go-ahead here. Give me a second. What's up, bud? How you guys doing? Doing good. Yeah. What's up? So we had this discussion in the Discord a couple of weeks ago. I thought it was kind of fun, maybe a little exercise. Sure. Taking uh, characters that haven't worked in one way from like either uh, a visual perspective or a design perspective and figuring out how they could be uh, updated and brought back, kind of like we've had with Stryker, Ermac, all those guys. So we were talking about Dramen. How do you make Dramen not suck as a character? How do you make Dramen <sighs> not suck? Well, this is the it's a tricky thing because I never thought that his concept was bad. I don't think he sucked. Con- he sucked because he was yet again another grunt in a fucking sea of grunts and he was attached to a half neutered concept. You it's give the, him well, shit to do, you build up that warrior background, you make him a character, you make him interact with people and not grr, I would like to eat people because I am an oni. 
Yeah, here's here's the weird thing about the weird thing about Drummond's story is that like specifically he wears that mask to make himself more intelligent because without it he's a monster. Like he's insane because he's been in hell for too long. But in the game, he still acts like a dumb monster even when he's wearing the mask. Like he should he should actually act like a person when the mask is on. He should be able to hold a conversation and have ideas. <laughs> they just they gave him all of this lore, pages and pages of lore and concept stage, and just didn't fucking do anything with it. Right. So they, here's the thing, right? Smokeman says drama doesn't suck. And you, and you guys are right. He doesn't suck as a concept, as an idea, but his execution was terrible. And that's probably not his fault, right? He came into a game where NRS was trying something new with the whole like Tekken style a little bit. Yeah. And everybody had like like one or two special moves. So like he came in a very limited game. So if he was redone again today, I, I'm sure he'd be better. But like how would you update that concept, right? Like I mean, I think first of all, you have to start with his alternate costume where he's actually like wearing the mummy wraps. Because like the naked guy thing wasn't working <laughs> like we he have did look better with and the blaze on. there's there's already too many characters that don't wear like any clothes other than like a pair of underwear and it's just weird so yeah you have to you have to have like an outfit on him to start with but i like the the raw meat angle where he doesn't have any skin and there are like weapons sticking out of him at random and, like, I like it that the club doesn't come off. Like, that's just his hand. His hand has been amputated, and there's a club there now. That adds to the, like, the torture victim look of him without the, where there's the no skin and the stick, the weapon sticking out of him. See, I never liked yeah, the club hand. I always thought it just looked kind of funky. I know he's supposed, to, he's supposed to imitate those Oni from Japanese mythology that have, like, a giant, like... Studded yeah, club I, would, or whatever. I would make the club more stylized. Like, there it's is a way to make it look cooler. But, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch the fact that he has no skin. I think that's good. I wouldn't touch the design of the mask. I think it looks perfect the way it is. Um, I, I, I'd make the mask lore actually matter to the guy's storyline, because yeah. that was by far the most intriguing thing about the character. Okay, if he doesn't have the mask on, he, he goes insane with rage. Let's so why not make that. that like a berserker move? Yeah. Like, what if you had that as a move? He just takes off the mask and goes berserk. Yeah, it, it should be like a like a status he goes into, like some of Jason's um, walk moves or whatever, where he starts right. glowing and changes the properties, or like it should be something he does before his fatalities takes the mask off, maybe. But like, think... yeah, go ahead. The the biggest problem with Draman, going back to Deadly Alliance when he was introduced, is that because they were experimenting with their style system, they had this utterly retarded idea of not giving him any combo strings at all. He he's nothing but single punch and kick like one hit. Yeah, just... He has no combo potential. I remember and going through his conquest and just hating the, it. Hating it. The it was, only it was moves. Terrible. If you wanted to, like, not take half an hour to play a Draman match, then you had to do the helicopter swing or his throw over and over again, because those were three-hit combos, and those were the only combos he had. <laughs> I think the ball of flies is a good idea, but I never liked him just shooting out like a ball of the, flies. The ball it of was flies. so... I always, I always thought it'd be cool if he, like, took the mask off and, like, bre like breathed, like, a torrent of flies on you, like, or, like, locusts or something. 
That it's might the be kind the of thing that would just make a lot more sense if it were kind of like Reptile's Poison Mist, where you're, if you're near the guy, they damage you or something. Yeah. It's actually throwing a ball of flies. When you think about it is, what's the word? Retarded. Retarded. There's no, there's no yeah. substance. It's like, it's like when Natara and Scarlet throw the ball of blood. It's, it's a water balloon. That, that wouldn't hurt. But a ball of flies is even less impact than that because there's no physical mass. It's, you're being hit with like a gust of air that happens to have some flies around it. <laughs> even it when it hits sense. them, even when it hits them, they're like, meh, ah, gross. Yeah, and like, damage, they're just mildly inconvenienced. The the real problem with the flies was that it was obnoxious. You'd play a drama match and there'd be this buzzing noise the entire match. And like they've obviously figured out how to not do that cuz Devora has flies buzzing around her and it's not annoying. Right. The so my question though is if Devora now has the flies, doesn't that kind of take them away from Draman? It does, but here's the thing that you mentioned earlier that I really like is that he had weapons sticking out of him cuz he's a torture yeah. victim. Use those as his new projectiles. Give him, like, a spear that he can, like, pull out of his shoulder. He's got the two swords sticking in his back. Get, let, let him use those. I said, like, give him, like, a like a throwing axe or something that he can, like, pull out of his rib cage and, like, use that as a projectile. Like, if he's got weapons already sticking in his body, make him, like, a weapon master and have him, like, use them in, like, combo in combos and as special moves and strings. That would be something. Like, uh, another thing you could do is, so, in his backstory, um, <clears throat> Draman is specifically in charge of torturing people in hell. You know, like, that's that's the point of hell. Dead people go there to be tortured because they were bad in life. Draman's in charge of that. So, first of all, he's kind of an important person in the Netherrealm hierarchy. Like, he probably should have been... In X, like working for Shinnok. <laughs> that would have been nice. But he got killed off in the comic. Yeah, but and but on top of that, well, on top of that, there's probably something you could do there with his moves, where like maybe he has a fatality where he summons a torture rack out of the ground and straps you to it, and it's sort of like Sector Scarecrow thing from Nine. Or maybe mm. maybe he could have a weapon that's like one of those whips made of like a bunch of like oh, a cat of nine, cat of nine tails. tails. It's like nine whips on the same handle, and they're all like spiky. He could have something like that. So give him something more like a tyrant Cenobite thing going. Yeah, yeah. Like, does he come I with a puzzle box too? That'd be kind of funny. I would definitely use him as a means to push the the Hellraiser aspects of the Nether Realm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He actually kind of fits a lot of potential horror archetypes if you look at him uh, in that in that kind of light. He's got the mummy wraps. He's got like the, the Marquis de Sade BDSM thing going on. His appearance in the roster is kind of a satisfying thing in and of itself, and I do consider him very much a lost opportunity among the direct that was MKDA. I think um, his mask needs a bit of a redesign. I think you should keep it. I think it should be the same color. But I think it needs to have like the Hanya horns or like something that looks a bit more Oni. Well, you know, there's there's an interesting thing in the mobile game where there are two versions of his mask that are available as like those little card power-ups right. you equip. And yep. one of them's just the regular mask and one of them's like a powered-up version where there's like glowing, smoky energy versions of horns growing out of certain parts of the mask. Yeah, that's cool. 
And I think that would be a cool thing. Like you could do that either as like a variation signifier or as a sign that he's powered up in one of his moves. He like the horn scare out of energy. Yeah. So but, like, but like I, I like the base mask just the way it is. That like that cross between like a. It looks like a tiki like a mask, Pacific man. tiki idol and a Japanese kabuki mask. I like that design of it. All this right. is the first time I've actually ever looked at the mobile version of the mask. This is nice. I like it. Yeah, they 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 redesigned the teeth on the mask too to make it a little more like a Japanese oni mask. But yeah, other than something that, about the Hanya, same. That I I always liked. That that aesthetic was uh, always pretty cool. So it'd be nice to see it go into that direction, or at least evoke a bit more of that club oni feel that he's supposed to be based on. Maybe even give him like the prayer beats, chain of the chain of prayer beats that a lot of them have. Yeah, yeah, see, th th there's cool stuff you can do with Drummond. Like, I've always liked the character, and it bothers me that he's, like, on Ed's fuck you list. <laughs> yeah, I think he's got a lot of potential, but when in execution, he just kind of came off as a wet fart. <laughs> yeah. On that note, we got MK Trilogy waiting. Thanks for coming on, Snake Eyes. Yeah, that Good was discussion. fun. Yeah. Later, guys. See you later. Cheers. Later. All right. Let me switch them out here. And blah. Okay. It should be good. MK Trilogy, you there? Are we? We're live, right? Everything's we are working. live. Let's do it We're live. Living color. Do it live. <laughs> What's up? Drama for MK11. Boom. That's it. No, but seriously. Uh... <laughs> Sign the petition. Change.org. I'll be the I'll be the first one. On grounds of Hellboy. If you're gonna half ass Hellboy, might as well half ass Draman. But anyways. Uh so I brought this up in the Discord um I think a few days ago, and I never really got a clear answer. It just kinda got washed up in the conversation. It happens sometimes. Sorry. So I figured no, 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 it's cool, it's cool. Uh, so I figured now would be a good time to bring it up. So since we're entering into, I guess, you know, this altered 3D era into this timeline, uh, I know Razor is uh, petitioning for Onaga. Cause of course, I am. I'm a, I'm a big um, fan of the Dragon King. Right, right. So we're we're entering into the 3D era, and Blaze technically, it was introduced as a, a playable character in Deadly Alliance. So they they could bring him back here, and I sort of I was thinking about it, and how Blaze is very much connected to the brothers. And then that is connected to the pyramid, and it all sort of ties together. You need all of these things to be there in order for this specific event to take place. So, what would it mean for the story if Blaze was somehow found beforehand by, I don't know, maybe Raiden, or it could be Onaga, it could be anyone, but just hypothetically, what if he was found defeated, and then killed. Wouldn't that imply that Taven couldn't be awoken 
thus the pyramid couldn't be summoned. What would that entail for the story, do you think? And is that well, something you would like to see? Yeah, that that's something that I've uh, talked about going all the way back to, like, on the message boards when MK9 came out. When, you know, the game came out, the whole plot is about Raiden trying to prevent Armageddon, and my whole argument was... But killing Shao Kahn has nothing to do with Armageddon. It only taking, stops him from winning. The event is still going to occur. It's My, taking one character out of the entire menagerie. Blaze is still out there. Yeah. David is going to wake up eventually. That, 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 that call is going to be made. And that pyramid's fucking rising. Yeah. My my argument was always that the only way to prevent Armageddon is to find Blaze before, the, before Taven is woken up and kill him early. I think I think that it would work. I think that if you got to him before he turned into like the giant lava monster and killed him then that there would be no prize that it would actually cancel out the entire quest. And I think that's I think that's the only way the only way that makes sense to prevent Armageddon from happening. Because Neither NetherRealm Studios' position seems to be that if Armageddon happens, it will be the end of the realms. I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I can easily imagine a world where you could have just made a sequel after Armageddon, where Blaze was defeated, the world didn't end, and everybody went back to their lives. I think there would have been a way to write that, but the game seemed to say, no, if the pyramid comes up, that's going to lead to the end of the realms, that the universe is going to be destroyed somehow. So, well, since, so, since the only way, so the only way to save the realms would be to prevent Armageddon, to not let it get there. And the right. only way I can imagine for doing that is to destroy Blaze ahead of time. Like, find him early and take him out of the equation. It just, it brings up so many questions, because like you said, they could have easily used the Armageddon in a different light. Like, they didn't have to completely reboot, and you could have still killed off, you know, like, chopped off the extra fat and left what you wanted. But yeah. since they painted themselves into a corner, it's like, well, now this specific thing has to be prevented, and yet, you know... It's just so unclear. Like, yeah, and why haven't you gone after Blaze yet? You see the future, well, don't you? It it seems like Raiden's memories, because he was just getting flashes. Maybe he doesn't understand that Blaze exists. That Blaze is important. Like, he doesn't seem to have that information. But the other the other element of it is that Armageddon told us that Blaze was somehow necessary, that this war was always destined to happen. Like, Delia foresaw the end of the world, and they created Blaze to try and change it or prevent it. The problem with that is that we know Delia's vision was of the Armageddon that happens. Blaze was there. The pyramid was there. She created the future she foresaw it became a self-fulfilling prophecy which means that the end of the world only happened 
because Argus and Delia were trying to prevent it. It's ironic, but that means that if you did destroy Blaze ahead of time and prevent the pyramid from ever rising, everything would be perfectly safe. <laughs> I've always... I've been, I've been thinking about it a little bit recently, and I'm starting to think that their entire decision to kill Shao Kahn rather than obviously going to the root of the problem, Blaze, was intentional from the beginning in case they ever really wanted to revisit that time period and do something else with it. So, I, I think that, that they just okay. kind of tried to pass off the notion of Shao Kahn yeah. being killed and solving everything, and they know it's bullshit. Yeah, right. It just, it just, it bothers me when the characters in the story I'm watching are dumber than I am. See, what's really interesting, though, is that if any of them smarten up, let's say this scenario does happen, again, we've been led to believe this entire reboot depends on the idea that Armageddon is inevitable. So if we supposedly prevent Armageddon as it was, then where does that leave the series? Do they even know where to go from there? I would imagine you just, it leaves you in the same place that you were in, you know, when you came up with Deadly Alliance, when you came up with Deception, when you came up with MKX. You have a blank slate, make some new stories. Life goes on. There's no end of the world. That's not a real thing. People are born, live their lives, die, more people are born. Nothing there's, ever really ends. There's a wealth of fictional history in the Mortal Kombat universe that they can draw from at any point that they actually want to. There's not that, they, not that there's a shortage of things to work with. They could do their fucking prequel game if they wanted to. What would be, it would be another story, but I mean, there's, there's so much room to explore. Chaos Realm, Sado, do a whole fucking game that takes place in the Netherrealm. Be about a struggle for power. Do a game full of bad guys. And Sub-Zero and Scorpion, because... Because, you yeah. know. Like, Mortal Kombat, yeah, we're, we're coming up on the 11th game. But the series is not really any older than... I mean, it's slightly younger than Street Fighter. It's, it's younger than, like, Mario and Zelda. And those, those, you know, there's so many franchises that have coming up with new stories. <laughs> Hands up. Who is getting sick of killing Ganon? Well, there's a solution for that, and it's called the Game Boy Games. <laughs> oh, it was a rhetorical question. I'm not. Because <laughs> they always find a way to make what they already have interesting. That's true. That's true. I mean, shit. it's I love the shit Zelda's, out of Breath of the Wild. I did. Zelda's a complicated example because they're kind of telling the same story over and over again every game with twists. But I'm not bored of it. <laughs> exactly. I did not mean for my question to sound cynical. It really was meant to be rhetorical. I am not getting tired of murdering Ganon, and I will never get tired of ripping Quan Chi's fucking head off. Fair enough. If if we still have time, I know we're dragging on a bit, but one more quick question. I think uh, you'll like this idea, Razor. Or maybe you won't. Maybe you'll fucking hate it. But uh, <laughs> So, assuming that the comics are canon, and I've brought this up between friends, like, several times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Sorry. I think they're, they're kind of canon. <laughs> oh, kind of canon. God. Well, they're, all right. They're canon so, until MK11 says otherwise. If if they say otherwise, we'll see. But y y y when? 
They're they're canon in spirit, like how Agents of Shield claims to be canon to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, no, I don't see that. Yeah, but all right. So basically, the, the, this is the question here. So if Goro is supposedly the new catalyst of Onaga, are we going to see a sh- like a super Shokin Onaga? Well, what would you? How would you feel about that? Just out of curiosity, I mean, since you're the it, Onaga fan, it it would be it would be interesting. I think there's a potential for a cool design there. Lore wise, it doesn't necessarily make sense because we know from uh, Deception and Armageddon that like Onaga, when he possesses someone, they turn into what he looked like, like. Reptile didn't become a reptile version of Onaga. He just became Onaga. Like, the body in the tomb that died tens of thousands of years ago that used to be Onaga looks exactly the same as Possessed Reptile. Well, weren't there interviews that were trying to write it off as, like, the reason Reptile kept, like, de-evolving was because of the possession? Like, I've heard that yeah. several times. Well, yeah, they, they do... There is, like, a vague thing going on in Deadly Alliance and Deception where, like... Like, Deadly Alliance tells tells that, like, Reptile was devolving because he was separated from his species for too long, that they have, like, a, a matriarch who has magic who controls the evolution of the members of their race or some shit. That's and what I still go with. Because Yeah, because he was the last of his kind and he'd been separated from all the others, he was devolving. The thing is, the game also says that's just a theory that Nitara has. <laughs> it's not necessarily true. So when he gets possessed in Deception, they also hint that maybe he was devolving because Onaga was planning to use him as a vessel and was somehow magically changing him so that it would be easier to transform his body. And to the credit of that theory, he does seem to be normal when you see him after that period. Yeah, yeah, when he when he gets freed from Onaga in Armageddon, he's back to looking the way he does in Shaolin Monks in MK4. Because that and this this is something that sometimes people on the internet get wrong. They think that MK2 is like his true form and the devolution started in mk4 nah mk2 and 3 is a disguise he's wearing so that people will mistake him for human mk4 is what he's supposed to look like without the disguise yeah i i i argue with that about a lot of people and i know i'm the minority but i've always preferred him to look more reptilian because i mean it's in the name like that would be the obvious next step for design a lot of people just want them all to be basic human ninjas that look like power rangers i like it when the dude's got a tail i don't necessarily need a tail but i do like it when he's got the scales like the thing about the human disguise is i would love to see it in mk9 as a primary costume not as both costumes, but as a primary. But but in terms of, like, telling a story, if you're in disguise, the moment you take off the disguise and everybody sees what you really look like, 
you can't go back. <laughs> so it would really only be good for half of the story. You know, you could have given Chao Kahn a line like, why are you still wearing that? Oh, they won't let me into the dining room hall without it. It's <laughs> like a catheter. I have to keep my face out of the public space. It's... I have I have questions about how that disguise works, by the way. Is he changing his skin color? Or is he wearing human flesh? <laughs> I've always well, gone with like... I've always gone with human flesh, personally. Well, I mean it... Scorpions doesn't make any more sense. Like Well no, he... Scorpion is a supernatural being. Like, that's not as a disguise, that's his body. It's just it, that it's... whenever he wants, he can peel it off. For Scorpion, it, I kind of like the fact that... It's still shown in the same vein, though. Granted, everything was the same in the, like, original trilogy, but still. Yeah, but, but the story-wise, it was different. Scorpion, that's his skin, and he can just rip it off because he's a zombie man. Reptile, his skin is the scales, and the, the human look is something he's wearing over top. worth for Scorpion, I actually really liked that brief point fifth of a second in the MK1 movie where you actually saw, as he took off the mask, his his head shifted into a skull form. Yeah, they did They did put like a shape-shift effect as he's pulling the mask off. That was always kind of creepy to me. <laughs> oh no, I thought it looked pretty badass. I, reptile in the movies, though, I, I don't even know. Well, that's, that's... He was... Reptile in the movies is the result of the audience feeling that there wasn't enough fights, and so he was literally tossed in at the last minute. Just like, like the game. Yeah, pretty much. There I don't know if that like covers the bad CG reptilian form. Yeah, no, I think the bad CG creature was always in. Like, I don't know why they went that way. That was just the movie being the movie. Like, in the movie, why is Scorpion Spear a snake? His name is Scorpion. <laughs> That's Snake not, peen. It's supposed to be like a stinger, not a lizard creature. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, Mortal but Kombat that's... isn't always known for making sense, so... No, especially not the movies. <laughs> I laughed that time when Jax grew big and done stepped on a dude. <laughs> yeah, what? Not okay, seriously, what was that? What the hell? Uh, those are pin particles. Pin He's particles. a scientist, man. <laughs> Just like, just like Goku's old man, brilliant scientist. There, there's a reason we never saw that fatality again. <laughs> now, Scorpion turning into an actual Scorpion, on the other hand, I'll accept that. They got it wrong the first time, but they made up for it. I, you know what? I like that fatality. Why did Shiva have that? Why? <laughs> because. Because Why? Scorpion he wasn't was around. Because Scorpion was not around. That's the real answer. We all know that. Well, now my question is: during during the development of MK3, they had to have known they were going to make Ultimate because there's only like a year after that it came out. I, like I don't. I th I think that they might they might have planned for Ultimate, but like they didn't really know who or what they were going to introduce because they left Scorpion because they they didn't know that they were going to bring him back right away. I don't know. I feel like they, I feel they, like they, they, they should have seen it coming. So why would they even like take that risk? Yeah. See, at that point, like they were not operating under the illusion that Scorpion and Sub Zero were the were the 
fit creme de la creme fit most famous characters, you know? They were starting they to get were... that impl implication, yeah, but at that point in time, they were still looking at the main cast as being like Johnny and Sonia. There weren't any Holy Trinity. There weren't any poster boys necessarily, but he was still a part of it. Like he was still a part of it, but like this yeah. is still dating from a time where like Raiden could take a game off. People were like shuffleable. Honestly, you didn't, see, you didn't see Liu Kang disappear for four games because he was the main character. It was a shock when they killed him in DA. No one thought that shit was going to happen. But, but I would, it was I a would necessary still argue shock. that if I was very really necessary. Absolutely. I would still argue that Raiden can take a game off any fucking time and nobody will care. There, there have been a group of people, and I'm not sure they were the minority once. They might be. Eh, they're probably still the minority. But there's been a group of people that have wanted Raiden to take a game off since Deadly Alliance, and he still hasn't. I, I would I, not I would complain say if he that did. If anything, uh, sentiment against Raiden has definitely grown since MK9. <laughs> That's a fair way of putting it. Well, like because again, it, it comes back to what I was saying about, like, I don't like it when I'm, like, watching something, and the character's are dumber than I am. And and Midway slash Netherrealm keeps doing that kind of story. Like, in Deception, you can tell that Dimashi's tricking you way before Sh Shujinko figures it out. In fact, he never figures it out. He, he gets told. Like, the trap is sprung on him and he falls for it. <laughs> in, in Shaolin Monks... It's obvious from the beginning that Shang Tsung is pretending to be Raiden, but Liu and Kung Lao never figure it out. In MK9, the entire story is about us knowing stuff Raiden doesn't know and him screwing up as he tries to figure it out. <laughs> see, see that, and that's that's the thing is like you have these examples of the different games and their protagonists, you know, not knowing when we obviously do. But the problem with the new timeline is it's the entire cast. Yeah. I think that's the biggest problem. Yeah. <sighs> right, so I think I overstayed my welcome. Thank you for letting me... <laughs> no, no, it was it was good. We got covered some good ground. <laughs> I think Cyborg fell asleep is what I think happened. Did he? Well, thanks for coming this on, MK Trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting until I heard uh, no talking. Thank you, you uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. You had a lot of good knowledge. You should uh, join them on the loss sometime. I think you'd be a good addition to that. Would now be a good time to to. Uh... Yep. Anyways, uh, so well, we'll wrap this up. Um, so yeah, I should probably uh, attach a footnote here now, and now we're about to end things. So we 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 are very bound and determined now to give the people what they want, and what the people have wanted for quite some time now has been. A new episode of The Lost, and um, I've got my, like I mentioned this in the chat and in Facebook, but um, I've got my audio recording troubleshooting problems finished, and they're fixed, and I can record stuff now. So Razor and I are hopefully looking at next week to record our first episode of The Lost in a really long time. True to MK9 history, we're going to reboot it from scratch, and the question will be who shall win? <laughs> Tune in to find out. All right. Well, on that note, uh, see you guys later and see you in a couple weeks. 
And we're getting closer and closer to that MK11 announcement, so stay tuned. We should have a lot more content coming up once we uh, get into the season again of news. So take care, guys. Thanks for listening. Once again, you can check out the Discord, testyourmite.com, Facebook, all that good stuff. See you later. Thanks for being with us through this dry spell, folks. We love you. (laughs) Good night, everybody.